too far for us. Luke chapter 6, verse 32. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. Right? So it's easy to love the people that love you. That's not hard to do. Until you feel like they slighted you, then our love comes into play. We stop talking to people. We stop celebrating with people. I, and I, I've done it myself. Well, I'm not going there for Thanksgiving. So-and-so is going to be there. My brother or my sister or my mother or my father. They, one of them are going and I'm not going. <laughs> I'm going to cancel Christmas. We'll just, we'll have it by ourselves. I won't even invite anybody. No one's coming over because I don't want to talk to so-and-so. Because I love them. <laughs> How about a family member that decides to date somebody or marry somebody that you don't like? I'll never speak to them again. Because they wouldn't listen to what I had to say. Can you imagine if God did that? Nobody would be in heaven. <laughs> None of us would be able to come there. Because we won't do agape love. We refuse it, right? If God said, if God added into whoever believes in me and follows my love the way I love people, that's who gets to come, none of us would be able to go. There would be no holidays. <laughs> We'd hate everybody until they do it our way. What happens if you love someone so much, your brother, sister, mother, father, but you no longer speak to them because they did something that you didn't like, and then they get in a jam, and they're all broken up, and you can't go to them to offer your love because you're still mad at them for not following the way you thought they should love. <laughs> There's the complication, isn't it? We can go to God anytime. <coughs> Even after we disowned him. Not that any of us would do that. Right? So I seen someone at work the other day. And they were eating an apple. And I wasn't sure where this would fit in, but I'm going to try it right now. So I said, I'm going to do a sermon about you eating an apple. She said, well, I think it's already been done. But that's not the story. <laughs> If you get up in the morning and you see an apple on your counter, you have multiple choices about what that apple is. Now, I can say, man, I'm dieting. I'm going to start eating apples. I took control. I'm going to take charge. And now I'm going to start controlling how I'm going to eat. Versus saying, Oh, God placed an apple there today. Maybe I need some nourishment. Allowing God's love to just be present, because that's what he does. He places things in front of us with the Holy Spirit so that as we go through the day, we can be nourished in his word, but we choose not to because we want to take control of love. And the love of myself means... I can only eat this way. I can only walk this way. I can only exercise this way. I can only do what I want the way I want it. And if no one else does it, then they can't be part of my life. 
God says, I just love you. I just want to love you. Have an apple. We complicate it. We can't just do that, right? And if you do not, if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lead to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners and receive much back. Do you give to your family? Do you give to your friends? If they don't pay you back, you never talk to them again? God gives us things every day. We don't even say thank you most of the time. <laughs> but love your enemies. How are we going to love our enemies? We have a hard time loving each other. Do good and lend hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the unfaithful <coughs> and evil. Therefore be merciful, just as your Father is also merciful. Right? Try walking in that. Try walking in the love that you say. I know love. I understand love. I certainly know what it's like to not be loved. I definitely know that feeling. Right? I didn't like it. But yet... In that process, I learned to treat people the way I don't want to be treated. In the name of love. I love you so much that the person you're dating, I'll never speak to you ever again. You can't come to my house because you're with that person. Rather than embracing them, bringing them in, and maybe helping everybody see the things that they need to change through the reflection of you. We sang a song, you see Christ in me. If they can't see Christ in me, who are they seeing? Satan in me by rejecting them? <clears throat> Do I reject everybody in the name of love? We become such a dangerous society. You can't even have a disagreement with someone anymore. They're just never going to talk to you again. That's what our world has come to. Right? That's what our world... <laughs> and we ain't even there yet. Wait till it really gets here. Right? <clears throat> it's coming. Well, it's here. <clears throat> First John, chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love. But love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not perfected in love. Okay? There is no fear in love, but love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not perfected in love. Perfected in love. The word perfected means make something free of fault. So that you give love with no fault, you accept love with no fault, and when we give love, we can't wait to find the fault in it so we don't have to love them. We're sick people. <laughs> At least I know I am. <laughs> it's right up my line, right? Right up my line. 
I take power by not speaking. I just won't talk to them. Ask my wife. She knows I don't talk to her. <laughs> That's a punishment, isn't it? Isn't that a punishment in the name of love? Rather than trying to work something out. And it's been brought right into our society so that everybody's doing it. And guess what? They're following a lot of Christians that do it. Starting here. Right? How can I walk around and be Christ-like if I act like a fool? Right? Our love has an understanding, and our love, human flesh love, has to be presented through a feeling. If it doesn't feel good, then it can't be love. Well, love is very uncomfortable. True love is accepting the faults that are in yourself and not portraying them on others. How many times has something not gone through because you love them, but you won't go to the people that you say you love? How about a celebration of life? I don't know if anybody's been to one. I've been to a couple. Hundreds of people show up at the celebration of life. How about if they showed up a week before that and went to the person's house and prayed with them? You're lucky if you get one or two. But they love them, right? I know people told me they love me. They won't tell me where they live or, or I can't get their phone number. <laughs> they love me. <laughs> We're going to talk about this guy, Abraham. Abraham was like 100 years old when, he, when God let him have a son. He promised him. Now he's 100. Now he's 120. He's got this son. He says in Genesis 22, verse 1, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, and he said, here I am. Then he said, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Morah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled up his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. And he split the wood for burnt offering, and arose and went to the place which God had told him. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So he's figuring he's coming back with this kid. <clears throat> Right? Even though he's being told to take him up there as a sacrifice, he figured he's coming back with his kid. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son, and took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went together. Remember, they didn't have no lighters. They didn't have no matches. If you had fire, you had to carry it around with you. Right? You had to bring it with you places. So, like, you know, it's not like they called ahead uh, and got a reservation. <laughs> They had to uh, bring fire with them, bring the knife with them, bring the wood with them, right? All this had to come together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I am, son. Then he said, Look, the fire and the wood, 
but where is the land for the burnt offering? So now the kid's catching on. I ain't got nothing here to sacrifice, right? You got nothing here to sacrifice. Where is it? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. They came to the place which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar and there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac his, Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. So here he is. He's got his son. He's got him on the fire. He's got him on the wood. He's going to stab him. He's going to take his life because that's what God told him to do. Right? This is crazy. I've asked every person I know, could you do that with your child? And they all say no. Right? Everybody says no. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay hand on that lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by its thorns, by its horns. So Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. That's pretty crazy. That's love, right? And you offer your child up in that kind of love? Offer to God that kind of love? Let's go back to the apple. God offers us love and nourishment, and we say, no, I want to take control and charge. God offers a love and nourishment away from any issue we have in life and we turn away from him and take control. Whether it be a cigarette for relief, whether it be a drink of alcohol, a shot of dope. Who would give up their children for drugs? Does this sound so bizarre that he was willing to give up his son I don't know. I did so many drugs that I wasn't thinking about my kids. And in the process of possibly losing my children, still chase this God for the relief that I wanted, right? The spirit of addiction, right? To maybe pull yourself away, as simple as eating, right? Too many lemon meringue pies, right? That could cause you a medical effect in your body that would take you away from your children. But it's more important to have that pie. It becomes such a love. When I can understand the love I had for street addiction, for the drugs, for living the life, for living in alleys, for eating out of dumpsters, would I do that for God? He gave me the dumpster. <laughs> He gave me good food even in that. <coughs> when I then come to life where he says, hey, I want you to give up your child, bring him. Would I trust that? As Abraham did. Abraham believed that he was coming back with his son because he believed that even if his son was sacrificed, that God would raise him from the dead and bring him back with him, that he would still have his child with him. Because he loved God more than anything, right? So what's love? God first, 
Relationship second, children third. What's our life? Children first, relationship second, God third. God's third in our line of love. Not because his love to us, but because our love to him. And that's what happens in our relationships. Our relationship is first, even though we say God's first, until our love gets disrupted and we, oh, you know, I don't, some of these people on this wall that have passed, that are in heaven now, were mad at their girlfriends or boyfriends and went out and did drugs and that was the last opportunity they have to live. I'll show them. That's how much I love them. I gotta show them the pain I'm in about the fight that I'm having with them. I'll go shoot dogs. I'll go eat lemon meringue pie. I'll show them. I'll not go to work today. I'll wreck my car. Because we don't know anything about love. I know what I was raised in love certainly has no clue, no <coughs> clue whatsoever of what love is. My family was a, a mess, an absolute mess. So I'm trying to learn love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and I thought I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love. I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. What is love? Love is long. Love suffers long and is kind. Right? Love is making hard choices and having an understanding that I have to give someone to the name of God in his love and not my love. As we know, I have a child that had a real hard drug problem and there was many times that I had to say, listen, I can't have you here. I love you, man, but I'm not helping you. You've got to go. And I say, God, they're all yours. I don't know what you're going to do with them. I hope you don't bring them home. I hope you bring them back here, but he's all yours. I trust in you, right? Abraham on the mountain. Here I am. I have to give them back. I remember driving them back to Methadone Mile in Boston. Dropping them off. And watching uh, the pain of, of trusting that God's going to do something. Maybe it's going to take them home. I don't know. Trust in that. There can be some suffering in there. But I have to be kind in it too, right? It does not envy. Love does not parade itself. 
It is not puffed up. Puffed up is saying, you can't come here because you're in a relationship that I don't accept, that God accepts. I don't accept. So you can't come to my house for Christmas. But I love you. It does not rejoice in iniquities, but rejoices in the truth, right? So in other words, I can't lie about love. I can't rejoice in the lie of love. I have to rejoice in the truth of love. And love covers a multitude of sins. But not in my eyes. My love has to be good feeling. I have to feel good about the love. It can't have those bumpy moments. Because then you're removed from me, my family. Love bears all things. All things. Love is so powerful that as he's nailed to the cross, he says, forgive them. <laughs> all things. It believes all things. As Abraham was bringing his son up the mountain, he believed that he was coming back down with his child. He believed it. And he believed whatever was going to happen was okay because it was what God asked him to do. What's God asked us to do? He asked us to love. Him first, neighbor second. It hopes all things. Man, I hope, I just hope we could have a, a small taste of love in a trial. And the hardest part of love is it endures all things. No matter what the pain is, true love endures it. No matter how much we walk away from God, He loves us. <clears throat> no matter how far we go, He will never leave us nor forsake us. Do you live like that? Do you offer that to people? Well, if you listen to what Christ says, as Peter said to him in the garden, Christ didn't come back at Peter, he came back at Satan. We come back at people when they say something to us that it's the people. And coming here today, there were some people that were being disruptive that I seen. I said, man, i got to get them out of here. Because I placed what was going on on them and not on Satan trying to disrupt it. He wants to disrupt here. Throw a couple good fans in and no one comes to church. I had a hard time getting here today. I seen about five yard sale signs <laughs> to go buy something that I don't want and going to put in my yard sale next year. <laughs> but the temptation to do that was brought by Satan, and I'm not willing to look at that, but I'm willing to listen to the Holy Spirit who said, you need to get to church. And that's where I came. I came to church. 
I need to, I need to have an understanding of what I'm going to preach on today. And he hits me from all sides of exactly what I need to preach on today. And it's his love. Satan speaks even to Jesus. We're shown that, as I just said that. Satan was speaking directly to Jesus to get him to follow his way. And Jesus says, no, I'm not doing that. Satan, get thee behind me. He has people, places, and things come in front of us that alter our way because we're willing to listen to them rather than to loved ones who are only trying to pass love. And then when we try to give love, it's going to be under our conditions, not agape love as God loves us, but as we feel good about the love. And as soon as we start to feel bad about the love, we cut you off rather than trying to embrace you with love and bring us through. So if we do nothing today, take today as the first time in your life to truly love. To go love as many people as you can, especially if you get someone that you're fighting with right now. Go send some love. But don't do it of your own. Do it with the expectation that God's going to take care of this. And maybe he'll close the door, but don't be you the one that closes the door. Let him do it. If there's an apple, take the apple and take a bite for the nourishment of God, but not because you needed to start a diet today. God is placing things in front of us every day because he loves us. Do you place things in front of people today because you love them, even if you don't want, if you don't agree with what they're doing? Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Try living that way. And the final is my favorite verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the love you have shown me personally multiple, multiple times as I walked in directions that I shouldn't have walked. If there's anybody here or out there today that hasn't received you to oh, to understand your love, let this be the time, let this be the place. Just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I know you're the Son of God. Forgive me. Come into my heart and live. I want to know you. Lord, you know who said that. Touch their hearts. Lift them up. Encourage them. Bless them with your love. And let their eyes be open to your love, that they can give your love in times of trouble, Lord. Let us have a day of blessings beyond blessings. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 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 amen.